As we look back at the year in U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live shows, we can't help but remember the great camaraderie between USA teammates Ryan Mattias and Dino Waldron. This best of season three show was one of the funniest shows of the year and my favorite overall. I'm actually, no one loves a game more than Ryan and Dino, and they share some great and hilarious stories about their USA Rugby days and Major League Rugby days as well. One of them leaving Chicago without the shield against my beloved New England Free Jacks. I was there to watch that. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> anyway, both Dino and Ryan also talk about the retirement and what's next for them. Enjoy this best of episode with Ryan Mattias and Dino Waldron. Ryan and Dino here. You know, they're walking into this. I'm, I'm, I'm painting a picture of this. It's a U.S. Rugby Happy Hour pub. All right. They're strutting into the place more. Not walking in. These two are strutting into the place like they own it. Let's all give a warm welcome to Ryan Mattias and Dino Waldron. Hey, gentlemen. Bill, how you doing? Doing, What's going on? Doing great, man. Uh, okay, let's think about this. Which one of you would be the first through the pub door? Like kind of like an alpha dog kind of thing. Dino, <laughs> Dino, one thousand percent. He's he's dragging me in there. If, if we're in Bucharest, Romania, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, you know. I, I, honestly, I want to I want to say thank you um, to both of you for being so awesome and uh, to say hello in person, so welcoming. I mean, you know, we, we got a chance to say hello in person finally um, after a New England match, even after a tough match for you guys. But it was, you, I mean, you, you gave me the time of the day. We you know, good. We hugged it out for a second, had a great chat. You know, that, that was awesome. I think it says a lot about you. Uh, and in a lot of places as well. And then Ryan, uh, I mean, come on, when we finally met in person after the MLR finals, which, you know, obviously we all know what happened in that match, you were still incredibly warming, even give me a hard time after I introduced myself. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, dude, uh, don't ever introduce yourself to me ever again. We're way past that. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I know. It's like we're, we're still hugging. I'm like, I don't know who actually recognizes me. So come on. <laughs> come on. We're but, far, far but, past that. Yeah, but I gotta say, it wasn't as cool as uh, Will Hooley's hug, though. It, it, right after the handshake line, he comes up to me, gives me a hug, and the dude starts crying on my shoulder. Uh, I mean, for perfect reasons, <laughs> a very emotional day from him um, and everybody. But uh, you know, what a great day! You know, I, I, I'm kind of getting out of order here a little bit, but again, we're sitting down, we're waiting for a pint right now, guys. Ryan, let's let's talk about you know that that game in Chicago. Just not necessarily the, the finals, but just like. The presentation that MLR put on for that, you know, uh, DJ, uh, um, you know, uh, the DJ beforehand, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, Dropping Murphy's after whatever else, man. You, I mean, you had to have a good time overall. It was a spectacle. I mean, it was entertaining. Um, and that's what we're here to do. You know, as, as much as I can sit here and talk about how much I, you know, love rugby for so many different reasons, the people, the sport itself, the things it teaches you. Um, we are an entertainment business and that was entertaining. I mean, the, the, the way it was advertised, I mean, you know, the dog town, the block party, that was a really cool theme that the Chicago hounds put on. The stadium is fantastic. The weather is great. You know, you have Shaq playing freaking rap and techno music. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting warmed up for the game. And I had to, I told myself, all right, you get to take a second and look over <laughs> and look at Shaq and you see him and he's right there. And then just, you know, back into, back in the, into the warm up and into the game. But um, yeah, I mean, and the game itself, a one, I mean, a one point, right. I mean, yeah. how, how much yeah, more entertaining, I mean, in the 75th minute, whoever's watching that game, they're not, casually scrolling through on Instagram, they are glued to that thing. And, mm -hmm. and that's what we want, right? We want a competition where games are so close and so tight that it really come, it does come down to the last play because that's what people are going to remember. You know, the people are going to yeah. remember how close that game was and how exciting and, and what they felt with so much on the line. And that's what we need. We need people to get bought in and those types of games are exactly how we keep fans, you know, in the sport and we gain new fans. And then not to mention, yeah, uh, Dropkick Murphys, which is a household name in, in the music industry, oh, being yeah. able to put the bow on the end of it, you know? So, yeah, just like you said, absolutely entertaining from start to finish. Yeah, Dino, sorry. I'm assuming you tuned in on, on watched it on TV. So uh, I am, I was in the midst of a family road trip. So I was trying to watch via phone while driving a car <laughs> full of my family back from the Ozarks to Louisiana. But me and Ryan spoke after that match. And I go, dude, I go, 
tough loss, no doubt. I go, but what a game to grow the yeah. game. I mean, you couldn't have asked, like Ryan said it perfectly, you couldn't ask for a better rugby match to be put on national television, primetime TV, to be viewed for people all around the U.S. to watch and see this is the type of atmosphere that rugby is creating. This is the type of out-of-the-seat, nail-biting, like toughness, grit, but also tactical things that rugby brings to the table that your average viewer wouldn't see. But that game brought all of it. And, you know, like you said, the one point, and it comes down to yeah. the, you know seventy fifth minute. You're watching that game, and you're going, "Oh, this is this is exciting." You know, it, it was you know, I mean, a game, a game, a great way to end you know the 2023 uh, MLR season to put that going forward for the 2024. You know, I mean, it was a great a great uh, segue for the years to come for the MLR. Yeah, and and a lot of it was done so well. I thought the broadcast was, it was stepped up. Uh, compared to maybe some of the regular season games. You know, I love seeing a halftime show, which I know the budget's maybe not there yet for uh, general, you know, regular games in the season. But, you know, even the rugby wrap-up, people were doing like a whole pregame show for a few hours. Uh, It was just all there. And it was, you know, a little over 10,000 fans, which I think is great. You know, that's that's nothing for you, Ryan, especially after that first game this past season in San Diego. (laughs) Yeah. What did you guys have, 11,000 fans? Eleven thousand four hundred and seventy, but who's, <laughs> who's, who's counting? counting? <laughs> wow! Oh no, no big deal. It's all right. You know the gold mine. We got ours going down there in the south. It's all good. <laughs> all right, right, guys. All right, right, guys. Let's not fight. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So great game. Had a great time. Um, uh, let's let's just get into the sad stuff now, okay? You both have announced your retirement uh, from the game as as players. Let's just say that, okay? I'm going to say this. You both officially retired, obviously. Was there an event, and Dean, I'll start with you. Was there an event or a moment or maybe a pain, <laughs> an ache in your body that made you come with the or to the conclusion that now is a good time to hang them up? Yeah. So uh, bodies, you know, you know those pain, all that stuff, you know, your injuries will heal mm-hmm. and they'll get better along the way. I was going to go back to what you fully were, but the MLR uh, professional sports as a whole is it's a tough juggling act to be a, to be a, I'm a father of two, you know, I'm a husband. And those are things that I take, uh, I'm very proud of, and I'm very proud to be. And I, I take those, mm-hmm. or, you know, I take those responsibilities, you know, to the fullest. And, you know, I, I see how difficult it, it was becoming to manage fatherhood being a husband and you know people always say well it's only six months out of the year i go it's not i said a rugby right. is a full-time job you know uh there was a stint in my life you know which really kind of sold it for me where i knew i was kind of on the way out was in 2021 my daughter and my wife i had to go back to england for nine months uh and i didn't see them for quite a long time and i lived uh. with them for nine months and that was a very difficult thing for me to to juggle and so for me that was kind of you know me making the decision you know it's uh it's a great job and what the game needs for me to put into it at this point in time in my life i'm not able to offer and give my full self to the game as i am you know a father and i am a husband and you know those things some sometimes they supersede your your jobs and you know rugby is a it's a blessing it's a it's a privilege to do this being a professional Mm -hmm. athlete and sometimes those things you know being like i said it's all good things come to an end sometimes and it was a it was a great great uh time in my life to enjoy it but you know my family and uh or something i look forward to uh being able to put them more on the front foot now all right good ryan yourself man uh I, same thing you just it requires uh and and you know dino and myself are two great examples that we we came through the american rugby system and we had to scrap tooth and nail to get to that level and we're all in kind of guys and if we're going to do something we we do it with 100 percent of ourselves so um when you can't give 100 percent of that anymore and uh because your family is needing that 100 percent um that's that's when you know it's the time to to move on and could i keep playing physically absolutely mm-hmm. could i keep playing mentally Absolutely. Will will I always miss rugby? And will it always have a its own special place in my heart? Um, absolutely. But just like Dino said, you know, my family needs a hundred percent of me at this time, and 
I, 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 I couldn't have asked for a better timing on this entire thing. My wife and I are expecting here in, in about a couple oh, of weeks. Congrats. So it's been a, yeah. it's been a nice, uh, nice transition for the season to end, have a bit of lull and then, you know, start, start planning and prepping for the, you know, the next chapter. But, um, I, I wouldn't change a thing. And I, I'm sure sometimes late at night I'll be sitting there scrolling through YouTube on some watching some old <laughs> rugby games and then I'll, I'll think, well, you know, maybe I'll, but I mean, the reality is, um, uh, to ask anything more from rugby would, would, would genuinely just be selfish. Mm. Uh, it's given me, it's, it's, it's really just given me more than I can even sit here and write onto paper the experiences of friends of family. I mean, my wife, I mean, um, I, uh, the connections, these, these moments in, in my life, I, you know, almost at a loss for words trying to put it all together. But, um, now it's, it's my turn to give back. It's my turn to give back to the next generation. It's my turn to help the next crop of Eagles, right. and the next, um, you know, kid to, to even learn and find rugby, um, you know, help people fall in love with the sport, um, in the way that I have, because I know what it can do for people's lives. You know, when I, um, when I was wrapping up my, my career, as far as like playing the first side or whatever, maybe going social, I sat down with a new coach to our, or my Atlanta club and, Hey, coach, um, uh, just let you know I'm, I'm retiring. And he just looks at me and says, Bill, um, the good players retire. The rest of us just stop playing. <laughs> like, wait, are you talking about me? <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so, what I'm, so basically, I kept a kit bag in my trunk for about five years and I used it two or three times. <laughs> so, will that be you guys? You're going to have your kit maybe in your trunk of your car just in case you see a match somewhere? Maybe scab on a team up in Can Am or somewhere oh. else? <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't even think about I could. Oh, man. Just a pair. Just a pair of old 21 studs sitting in the bed of the truck, ready to get pulled out for a rainy day in a scrum ball fest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? You know what? I For the little bit of knee cartilage that I have left, I will use it sparingly. <laughs> so I will pick and choose when those moments are because there's not a hand, there's not a whole lot of them. So, but I, I, I definitely will play some rugby at some yeah. point. Um, my dad's still playing, so oh, awesome. I got to figure out a figure out a match that uh, myself and my my brother, who's in the navy, he's actually um, in the in the group that's competing at Rugby Town. Uh, he's uh, uh, well, he's in he's in the group to trial for. Uh, right. So pretty proud of him. Excited for him. But um, yeah, all all three of us got to get on the pitch. Oh, that'd be great. You know, I I got I definitely got to figure out a time. Maybe in Aspen Dino here in a, in a year or two, I got to figure out a time to um, mix it up with Dino and in, in, in one or two rucks. <laughs> you know, but you said like, see, that would be so. You said something that like resonated with me. I, if my brother, so my little brother, play started playing rugby, got got involved down San Diego, Mesa College, uh, started playing tens down there. Ryan, remember Luke? My little brother, Lukey. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, I know Lukey, Luke. I know so Luke. Lukey was uh, helping the UNR team. Now, if I could do one game with him, he plays loose head. If I could do one game with me and him on the field, I said that I would I would mm. do that. If I could play one game with my little brother, I would do that. Or go against my little brother. Either one would be fine with me. <laughs> Rolling subs, not full 40s. <laughs> Rolling subs. Yeah, no, not full 40s. I'll do 10 minutes and I'll come off. <laughs> uh, Ryan, uh, again, congrats on your um... – upcoming uh baby uh how many rugby onesies do you have now and <laughs> and eagles uh burp cloths or anything like that <laughs> you know what we've it's 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 a it's a minimum i think we've got like a, a byu one we got an arizona one there hasn't been a lot of sports ones that it's we we don't know the gender yet so everyone's uh. keeping it pretty neutral but i'm sure uh i'm sure there's a handful of them coming down the line but we've talked about it and we're definitely gonna you know uh, put our put whatever our our child. We're gonna put them in all sports. We're not. We're, you know we don't want to put the pressure on them just to just to be a rugby player. We want to let them let them try and make some money. You know, play play <laughs> play a different sport. <laughs> wait, wait. I thought you two were both uh, wealthy from all your years of playing. <laughs> oh, oh, wealthy yeah. with love. Wealthy, yes, wealthy with love. And yeah, rich, rich with memories and and a lot of uh, a lot of friendship. Exactly. <laughs> So a serious thing for you to um, considering retirement, you know, was there something about that idea that scared you? Uh, yeah. I mean, rugby is the only thing that 
I don't want to say the only thing that I had done in my life, but it's how I identified myself. I was a rugby player. I, I am a rugby player. I'm, it's the only thing I wanted to do with my life, um, you know, be a professional rugby player from the age of 12. 13 like that that everything i have mm-hmm. done and did was to be a professional rugby player and then to play at the highest level and to be an eagle and you know continue to do that so the thought of stepping outside of rugby and no longer no longer doing that i i kind of had that realization basically back in 2019 when i was left out of the world cup squad um i was pretty devastated because i had uh you know, I really, truly believed that that's where I was going to be. And once, um, you know, I saw the writing on the wall and that I wasn't involved in that, I, I went, all right, well, who is Ryan Mattias outside of being a rugby player? And that's when it actually really hit me that I needed to diversify myself. And um, I mean, I, I've been coaching rugby since 2011. That's always, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not far from rugby. Any, No matter what I do, I'm always um, quite close to it. But uh, outside of coaching rugby, I wanted to say, well, I wanted to, okay, well, what am I going to do outside of that rugby sphere? So um, started my own business um, and really tried to grow and learn something completely different, right? Because mm-hmm coaching rugby is you're, you're around the same people. It's the same environment. Yes. You're not playing, but you know, you're, you're talking and about the same things. It's you know, your cleats are on even as a coach and you still had a ball in your hand, you still have a bag. It's, it's all really familiar. Um, and I want to try and challenge myself. So I think, uh, I got really lucky that I had, that I had people in my corner telling me that I needed to diversify myself and, and, and grow. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, similar with Ryan, right? I mean, that was, we were both at San Diego Legion at the same time. And I remember when we both got that same call and we were at lunch and, uh, what restaurant were we at, Ryan? I was at Luna, Luna Grill. Grill. Yeah. Wow. And my wife, my, Luna, 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 Luna Grill. Grill. Luna and Grill. my wife, yeah. my, my now wife is with me, was with me there at the time. And I remember we we're both just sitting there and we we're both just like, this is, this is, you know, you're just like, you got stabbed in the heart. You're like, I've been yeah. working for this for so long and it just doesn't happen. And that's when I first thought about retirement. And then obviously a few things happen. And one of our teammates, Lou Stanfill, uh, you know, had a really long chat, good chat with him and, and talked about, you know, continuing to play, but looking at rugby now and being retired, I mean, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit scary because it's been my source of income for the past, uh, you know, looking at this now, what, eight years mm-hmm. I've been doing it and been, and been paid to do it. You know, I, I always, I always knew would come to a time and place. And I've like, like similar to Ryan, I've thought about what jobs I could do and what things I'd want to be involved in. And, um, and really, you know, I have the plumbing background, my family, my dad, uh, with his plumbing company and whatnot, but, uh, really like, like Ryan said, like challenging yourself. Cause you know, I picked up rugby as a, as a late guy. I was 21 when I started and we mm-hmm. talked about, about that before bill. And, you know, I was like, all right, like if I can learn rugby and do it, I said, I could do something else. I could, I could do sales or management. And that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Yeah. Since I'm in the midst of speedboat sales. Speedboat sales. Speedboat sales. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You'd crush it. Oh, speedboat sales, man. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, just, yeah, might be a speedboat sales and I have to be, have to be a career. I might have to go down. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely looked at options and, and things I've been applying to different jobs and, and really trying to get that going for myself and my next career. So it is a bit of a struggle. It is a bit nerve-wracking at times because, uh, you know, you're, you're – you know, especially with two kids and, you know, you're trying to yeah. make sure that you're, you're getting your foot down the right place. But, uh, you know, I got a, hopefully a little bit of time here left, uh, before it really starts getting down to the wire. So, but yeah, I mean, it is nervous. I mean, it is nerve wracking. I mean, completely uplifting something you've been doing, you know, that you've been, like Ryan said, you've identified yourself with for such a long time and then trying mm. to, you know, re-evolve yourself into something different. But again, it's, you don't change the core of who you are. You know, you're still Dino, you're still Ryan Mattis, you're still, you know, you're still that rugby player. So many of those qualities and those traits that we've learned through rugby are so transferable into the, into the corporate world and that what we do. And so it's just being able to align those key things and being able to implement those in certain jobs and certain things across the yeah. different jobs or whatever they are uh, to be successful at it. So that's kind of where I'm at right now in the midst of my, uh, of my retirement. But, yeah, it's going good. Can't complain. Are, are you guys staying in New Orleans? Uh, well, that is to uh, TBD. I think we do want to get back west. Um, my yeah. aunt is actually on this uh, on the call right now, so a lot of my family is uh, back in either California. My little brother is in Nevada, uh, 
and so family, like I said before, means a lot to me. And, you know, having the help of a grandma, having the help of a, uh, of an aunt or a grandfather, anyone, yeah. a brother, an aunt, an uncle. I mean, it means it's so much, uh, it goes a long way. So when you do that, I mean, doing it, just me and my wife here in New Orleans, it's, it can be difficult, but, uh, mm-hmm. there is, it is rewarding. And so we do want to try to end up, uh, maybe eventually go back West. But, uh, if a good opportunity comes along here in New Orleans, you know, I think we would, uh, we would be kind of little hard decision to make but um i think yeah. in the end we'd probably make whatever the best decision is for the family well is your is your aunt leanne that is her all right because she she said ask dino about his first experience with rugby at saint mary's with the blisters so it's funny enough uh, another a good, a brendan o'mara who coached me at saint mary's a long life friend a uh, best friend great dude uh so I'm at St. Mary's and it's my first time ever playing rugby. And you know, you first put on those leather boots and now football cleats are a lot more comfortable to start. They got a lot more cushion into them. I blistered so bad the first two days of rugby training, I had to take them off and I practiced barefoot for like the next week and a half. <laughs> I could, I couldn't deal. I couldn't wear the boots because I'd never worn that type of boot before. My feet were just, you know, let's say they're a little pampered. They were, they were soft. They weren't, they weren't hard. They weren't hardened yet. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, they blistered bad. But I was barefoot for the first, like, for the first second eight days of the training camp, and I was just dying to go. Do you know where's your boots? I'm like, I ain't wearing the damn things no more. I was like, my feet are killing me. <laughs> nice. Uh, hey, just to remind listeners again, come up, ask a question. You can do so in the bottom left of the app uh, on the Twitter mobile app, and and let's uh, ask some questions. So uh, both of you, was that last New Zealand match last year, was that both of your last matches, international matches? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, that, it was. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, so, <laughs> so, hey, so. Ryan scored well, a try. We, yeah, I was going to say, Ryan scored a try. What did you do, Dino? <laughs> I played seven minutes. <laughs> and we lost. We lost my hundred and I, what, Ryan? One hundred and ten. I, I wasn't going to bring that up. Uh, yeah. I was not even going to mention that. I played no. seven minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's tough. It's Kirby's laughing. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, Ryan, you're speaking of that, that that match. I mean, your first career try was against Canada in what 2017, I think it was. And then your last try, that is correct. your last try is your last match against the All Blacks. So, you know, I, I, it is hard to take away great things from a match like that, but that is pretty historical for the USA scene, at least. So l- let's talk about these moments, uh, Ryan. You know, can you recall moments like that? You know, the first and last big ones that you'll always remember, not just that try against the All Blacks, but just something throughout your career. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what's funny is. Uh... I mean, uh, yeah, those were huge moments and those are like definitely um, satisfying moments for, you know, for for eight year old, 10 year old, you know, 14 year old Ryan, the Mm -hmm. guy who would do anything to get in an Eagles jersey. I mean, all blacks posters on my wall. I mean, to stand there and face that Haka and, you know, I'm I'm sure I can speak for Dino here, even though it wasn't the result that neither of us, either of us wanted. And, you know, for for Dino, it wasn't the the game time that he had deserved in my opinion, um, to stand there and face the Haka and, you know, and, and I think, I mean, Dino and I have, have always been quite frank and matter of fact with each other. And I think in the back of our minds, we both knew that it would, that would probably be, or could probably be our last game through our choice or other choices. Um, so I, I know that standing there and knowing that and, and, you know, obviously facing the Hawker, but, but hearing the national anthem and standing there wearing an Eagles Jersey, um, that was, uh, incredibly special. And it was a moment that, you know, we both soaked in and we actually both (laughs) did talk after the game and we're both just like, that's it, man. I think that's, I think that's it. I, I think that is going to be it for us in this space and, um, you know, rugby politics will always be politics, right. but uh, outside of, outside of that, one of my favorite, favorite memories is, uh, a su- summertime in the East coast. Um, it was a June test tour <laughs> in 2017 <laughs> and we're staying at drew university <laughs> and it's just one of these situations where it's like, 
well, you know, like, it, you know, it's not the coaching staff's fault. It's just, it's, it's you know, it's not U.S. Area's fault. It's no one's fault. We're <laughs> staying in these dorms. And, you know, it, it, it I, I look back on it. It's funny being in the moment. You're like, man, what kind of bet is this? Like, what, <laughs> wait, what's going on here? Like, this is an international tour. And it was one of those things that it, it really brought us together and galvanized us as a team. And, you know, I wouldn't trade the the experience that we had as a group staying at drew university who are lovely hosts by the way um it made our stay very pleasant and comfortable um but it really brought us together and staying up staying up late nights playing video games in the common room it was (laughs) like we were going to college i mean and and boy that that group that we had i mean you know cam dolan ben landry chris bowman i mean we had some tony lambor todd clever yeah Tony Lambor. I mean, we had some characters, and if that group went to college together, uh, no one would make it. No one would make it to the second semester. That is for dang sure. But we had an absolute blast, and I'll never. I mean, John Mitchell was just absolutely running us into the ground. I mean, ball and play time was upwards to like four minutes, and everyone was dying on these turf fields. But it was, um, and I, I'd never trained harder than that in my entire life. In East Coast summer, in the humidity, yeah. on some turf pitches, doing you know four minutes ball and play stuff was just people's minds were just exploding. But I had so much fun that summer. Um, <laughs> at that, at, you know, it was a it was two weeks there, and we did a week at Kennesaw, and then yep. um, Canada, and then back to San Diego. Yep, uh, Hamilton. Oh, sorry, can't Canada for a week. And then back to San Diego to tie it off to qualify for the World Cup, beating Canada by the largest margin ever, most points scored against on Canada Day in San Diego, Toddy's yeah. retirement. I mean, like, that tour was just an absolute – it was a movie. Oh, I mean, it was a story. Like, it was it like – goose, you really you goosebumps, dude. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, playing, I mean, starting out, you know, we're playing Ireland, Ireland against Red Bull, and we're sticking to the game plan. And, like, the first couple minutes, we're getting down there. Like, we're running our shape. Like, you got big Vita Tam running downtown and you got Mikey tail and a young Ben Sima. And it's just like, Holy crap. You look at this team and look at what we're capable of and the game plan that we had at that time with the athletes and, and how it all came to fruition at the end of that summer. So um sorry. I've been talking. A little <laughs> no bit worries. Here, that's great. Yeah. That, that group, um with with john mitchell and marty veal we had scott lawrence in there i mean the communication was clear our roles were 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 were, again crystal clear on what they wanted out of us what they wanted to do they empowered us as players they gave us confidence they were very straightforward with our feedback and all of and they worked us really hard but they were very honest with us and that was the um in my opinion, my biggest takeaway moving on as a rugby coach is like, that's how I want to treat my guys. Yeah. I want to be honest. I want to give them direct feedback. And through all that, um, you create a culture and environment of guys who want to compete, work hard together and, you know, have a freaking great time. Yeah. yeah awesome. that, that tour, that tour was fun. I mean, I look back, that was my, so I got, so we got, or when did you, you got capped the year before, right, Ryan on the ARC tour or is it the summer? Yeah. No, 2016, just uh, uh, Chile oh, right. and uh, Brazil. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Brazil <laughs> again, but, uh... So then I, so then, so then we went to Romania. I got capped in 2016, and we went with Mitchell for ARC, right for 20, uh, 2017, correct? 17, yeah, yep. And then we won, uh, we won it there in Argentina, and then that, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. summer tour was was just like Ryan said. I mean, that was just, I mean dark days when you talk about training but my gosh like we had a blast like i like i think like ryan hit the hammer on the nail there i mean it was my it's my favorite rugby to ever had i mean that it was just it was phenomenal it was so much fun we had a blast with the group of guys we we're going out with and just you know it was like you said you're in you would think to yourself, like you said, your college dorms and you're doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden you go, you go in the common room and we set up this big board of 2v2 NHL, NHL which oh. is a video game. Yes. Sports, and it was 2v2. We cut off, we turned off all the rules, yeah. no icing, no offside. <laughs> and, uh, oh, fighting, man. It was so rogue. So rogue. It was me and Bowman. In the final against Cam Dolan and Tony Lamborn, and we went bowling. Where we went bowling that we went bowling that trip. We won the bowling tournament. Uh, <laughs> oh man, we had that was a great. That was a, a really, a really, really great. But did you score that in Canada or in San Diego, Ryan? 
Uh, no, the Ireland, no, the Ireland game. That was it for me. Uh, I didn't play Canada, and then no, I just had some assists in the in the in the at home game. Because when was your first try? Uh, oh, it was can- it was the Canada ARC uh, seventeen. Yeah, okay. yeah. ARC. oh seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when we were in Canada, Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's right, that's right, that's right. Staying at that casino hotel. Like, what? Going, walking. Sort of source of distractions. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, guys. Gosh, if this is the banana peel for this tour, I'm going to be so pissed. But then we actually played really, really well. And then guys are like, we're going to the casinos after the game. Awesome. Nice. Oh, that was great. Yeah, Vancouver showed up at the casino. Everyone just got like, this isn't real. God. <laughs> All right, let's, let's... Well, some, sometimes, sometimes the bus driver accidentally pulled and this happens quite often funnily enough the, the bus driver pulls up at the wrong hotel so it's funny you play you know you pull up and you know also it's like this like a you know, four-star hyatt and guys are like oh, oh yes <laughs> oh this is so exciting all right and then all of a sudden like the bus just like slows down and then it like keeps accelerating. You're like, oh, and you hear the entire bus go, oh, <laughs> and then like, and then, and then it t- goes up and then turns a corner and then turns and then you pull in at like a holiday and then everyone goes, what about, and then the bus stops. What about and then the hotel goes, in Romania? Oh. That was unreal. That bathhouse. The, the bathhouse in the bottom? That bathhouse was oh, ridiculous. Man. I can't, never seen, never seen anything like it. Never experienced oh, anything oh. like that. That was insane. That bathhouse is unbelievable. Dina, wasn't yeah. that? It was underneath. No, that's all good. Dina, wasn't that your the first hotel you stayed in? Wasn't that your first tour? That was with Bowman. Oh, your Bowman, gosh. yeah. <laughs> I thought Chris, I thought me and Chris were going to come to blows, and we hadn't even said a word to each other. <laughs> and I just go into the room at one in the morning, and he's just sitting there snoring. I'm like, oh, he's. I was like, I walk in, he's like, this is your bed. I'm like, okay, all right, you, you <laughs> son of a gun, sneaking <laughs> myself in. Lo and behold, me and, me and Bowman ended up becoming good friends, and. Oh, it was great. I mean, that was a uh, that was my first cap. That was so that was such a treat. And then going back there again in 2018 in the winter mm. for November when oh, I was God. back there with Gary Gold, uh, which was pretty. Uh, that was another one. But uh, what, Ryan, were you in Georgia? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the mushroom soup? Nope. <laughs> so good. So good. Mushroom biscuits. Oh, so man. good. We stayed at this hotel. There wasn't a lick of English written on the wall. It was all in Chinese. Okay, and across the field, across the hotel, were empty fields, and they're telling you, no, 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 no. We're like, why can't we go for a walk? They're like, no, 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 don't go over there. We're like, why? They go, landmines. We're like, what do you mean? They go, bombs. We're like, oh, kidding, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Serious? No, that was. Like, there's a landmine well... field right across the street from the hotel. You're just like, this is, this is insane. <laughs> I mean, you're playing in a stadium with 60,000 Georgian men all wearing leather jackets, smoking Marlboro cigarettes, one after the other chain smoking. And it's all the looks. Everyone looks the same. I mean, it's just it, it, it's <laughs> and they weren't and they weren't smiling. No, no, they no, one, not no. one smile. <laughs> no, sorry, not. Oh, all right, that mushroom, very, that very unfriendly. Oh, oh. Well, 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 Dino, you know what I always did? I any hotel that we ever went to, if we were going to be there for the week, as soon as they served something that I really liked, I would afterwards I would go find whoever I felt you know was the head of the horse. And I'd say this, this was great. Just doing this, this tomorrow, this. And they're like, oh no, no, not not this tomorrow. I'm like, okay, well this Wednesday, can we get this on Wednesday? And then Friday again. So we were, I would always do so that. We were there for Thanksgiving, always. and they came out with the turkey, and everyone goes, that's pigeon, that's pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was pigeon. Oh God, that was not Bill, turkey. the turkey. I kid you not, it must have been eight inches long. <laughs> <laughs> five, five, three inches wide. It was turkey. going. That ain't no turkey, boys. That ain't turkey. <laughs> that ain't turkey. <laughs> That's Jesus. Well, you know. Okay, let's let's stay on 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 course here with food. And then Ryan Kirby, we're going to come to you in a minute. So hold tight. Uh, uh, Dino, I'm assuming he's related to you, but Lucas Waldron. Uh, wrote a, a text, a message on the LinkedIn stream, uh, asking you both of you what your favorite place to visit on the tours, and what country had the best food. Oh, you know what. And I'm not 
I'm not saying this because because my good buddy Diego's just tuned in. Argentina, well, South, sorry, South American, Ooh. South American food. Diego, I'm not trying to disrespect <laughs> South American food because um, in Uruguay there's this restaurant by the A Loft Hotel. Yep. Diego, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know you're talking about Garcia's. Garcia's. It was that that steakhouse is Ooh. unreal. I don't know if it's a Uruguayan steakhouse or Argentinian steakhouse. Diego, if you just want to kind of clarify that, um, but the chimichurri there and the steak, the way that it was cooked, I've never had anything else like it. And um, yes, shout out to uh, Garcia's in Uruguay, Diego. If you could hook me up with a sponsorship, <laughs> you really, really me appreciate too. it me on too. that. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. uh, man, I think it'd have to be Uruguay for me as well. I mean, when we went down there and the barbecue they had on that grill with all the meat, Ooh. it was just, it was phenomenal. Now, like I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the Georgian food. Like when we went out and had authentic Georgian food, it, I thought it was good. And I really enjoyed that. Like, again, I talked about that mushroom soup. It was one of my favorite things I've ever had on tour. Uh, <laughs> but then I, it's tough because then I think about uh, San Sebastian and, and me and Bryce Campbell going to a tapas restaurant and just, you know, paying per, per stick for how much we ate. And the next thing I know, I look at my plate, I'm going, oh, God, I'm in for this for a lot. <laughs> and <I'm> just, <laughs> I just got all these toothpicks on my plate. I'm going, oh, this isn't going to be good. So, I mean, I, Uruguay, the, Ur, the, the Uruguayan barbecue, the way they did it was unbelievable. But then, like, like just the San Sebastian, the tapas and that Basque food was phenomenal as well. So, I mean, it'd be a toss-up between the two. But, like, oh, man, there was they were both phenomenal places to visit. San Sebastian, because I never thought – I never knew it existed as a kid growing up. You know, I was not saying I was sheltered with that, but I think just seeing the world and being able to see and been to as many places that I've been to, again, it's just a blessing in itself. But I mean, experiencing cultures and food that we were able to do mm. on tour again, like when you get the when you get the like when you get to go out like on your Wednesday, your free day off, yeah. you get to go experience the city, and those were just incredible yeah. places to go around and, and check it out. All right, so I wish we did commercial breaks here because I'm hungry and I need to go to the fridge. But <laughs> try to make sense. But it's a good chance for us to go to our, our one of our first live listeners, and he's a, a regular on our show. We love getting questions from him, and uh, you guys might know him as well, Ryan Kirby. Ryan, are you there? Yes, sir, Bill. How are you guys doing? Great, man. Hey, first of all, Ryan Dino, congratulations on retirement. You guys really need to have a podcast. Like, I swear <laughs> to God, that is like the most entertaining thing I've ever heard tonight. Is someone so taking I'm a leak? Yeah, I, I, really, <laughs> I really need you guys to do a podcast, please. <laughs> but, but, but no, congratulations, guys. Happy retirement. Um, just a quick question question for both of you so will you guys ever consider doing like any kind of coaching for like the usa men's or like anything college or major league rugby i think ryan you're set up for that yeah so yeah um i will go where i am asked to be um (laughs) i know that there's a lot of people who gave a lot of time i could i could sit here and rattle off a list salty thompson nuhumi tui halamaka um renato parada uh tim pappas uh matt dallow rob hoadley um ray egan zach test um jeff alley lee thornton um gareth davies um dom Waring. i mean all of these guys gave me so much of their time, effort, attention, and energy um, that I wouldn't have achieved what I achieved without them. And I feel it. Um, I feel it. That's it. It's a responsibility that when someone teaches you something, and if some if some, something good comes from it, that it's now your responsibility to then pass that knowledge forward. And I also kind of take that torch as being a USA Eagle, right? It's a it's a privilege. It's an honor. When I was a kid, I met um, you know Kevin Swearn and Miles Craigwell. And at the time, uh, Peter Tiberio had, had, had been a capped eagle um, that I had that, that was at University of Arizona, and I met him. And, and all of these guys gave me some knowledge and, and inspired me. And so I know, you know, when you take that jersey, that responsibility that you now then carry forward, whether you're still in it or, or you know, gone from it, you're, you'll always be an eagle. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, I have that, I feel that, that, that responsibility that I need to continue to do my part to give back the knowledge that I've occurred. And then some other things I picked up along the way. So, um, so yes, I definitely will be, um, you know, wherever, wherever I'm needed to help grow this space in, in American rugby, I'll be there. Nice. Do you know any, any interest in coaching? <laughs> I think if I can do it, on the side of like whatever I'm doing, like again, whatever, whatever yeah. career I end up going with. Um, but I feel, and I think me and Ryan have talked about this before that where this game, and I believe a lot of people agree that this is the grassroots. So I think college is a huge college and high school are huge, uh, a huge place where quality of like coaches are, are needed. Cause these kids, you know, they, they know who Ryan Maddox is, right. They know who the, who these guys are they know they know these u.s equals these names and you know it, it's the, sometimes it, it's great to be able to go back to where like how me and ryan started ryan was really grassroots starting at 12 again me later in my career um again i would see myself maybe volunteering collegiately uh or uh in the high school realm of things um uh i don't know about the professional aspect of it it's a very uh competitive uh, very competitive uh, world up there in the in the professional rugby world, um, especially in coaching. It's also uh, very cutthroat, um, mm. and it's you know it's a uh, it's a life. I mean it's it's a life choice. You know it's something that again it's it is it's not for the faint of heart. Like these these coaches give it everything they've got, and I know just as friends of guys who've coached. I know as a person who's been in the office, again, I've coached scrums at NOLA Gold for the last few seasons. Um, it's it's a lot to dedicate yourself to, and it's, again, being, you know, one foot in the door, one foot out, it's, it's very difficult to do. But, uh, again, I, I'd, I'd like more to see myself as a as a volunteer, if I could. Again, getting back to more of the grassroots aspect of it, you know, yeah. with the high school and the collegiate. Because, again, I think that's where most of this game is continuously growing. It's where it's getting uh, – where it – does need to develop more and more again getting more usa players collegiate and high school players on the map and and putting them in the best position possible to be successful in their later years if it's the mlr or you know some guy some kid gets a chance overseas and that's kind of a what i'd want to see myself doing if i were to do coaching you know, for both of you, um, and, and Dino, I guess I'll have you jump in first here. But let's talk about you, you both spent some time outside of the country playing rugby uh, before uh, you became Eagles. Um, you know, Dino with you at London Scottish, uh, BlackRock in Ireland. Um, you know, what, uh, I mean, how much of your career could you maybe contribute back to that time with those teams? You know, were, was that pretty instrumental in your growth as a player? Oh, man. Uh, so Ireland gave me my first club rugby experience. I mean, you're talking years on the bus. You're driving back. To <laughs> the I won't – I guess people don't like to use the term hazing, but it wasn't hazing. It was more initiations, and they weren't gruel or brutal, like brutal, but, you know, songs and, and really, really the these old, old-time traditions of these clubs, which is – really fantastic i mean that really yeah. changed my perspective of the game because again like i went to st mary's and you know i played uh tim o'brien and again brendan o'mary was in this chat he knows right i mean it's you know you have fun and stuff like that at the collegiate stuff but again it's pretty you know it's 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 serious right i never i never saw the the uh the club side of of the sport you know the social i guess you could more or less say what people would see as a social part of the sport you know, guys who play weekend goers, right? Weekend warriors type right. aspects. And, uh, man, that just gave me a whole new found, like, a different love for the game, right? Because I was like, oh, like, you know, these guys like to go have a lot of fun, you know? And I didn't really, you know, I always thought that, you know, when you do a sport, it's strictly business, strictly business. I was like, oh, there's another side of it. And there's another side of the social aspect and the and the, the camaraderie of a team and stuff. And that was, you know, I look at that, those times in Ireland and, Man, they were a blast. But one of the guys who coached up in Toronto, Shane Cahill, he was uh, my coach at, at uh, BlackRock at the time, my scrum coach. And scrumming in Ireland, I mean, you're going against guys that have been doing this for 30 years, and these yeah. guys are mammoths. And then, you know, you learn a lot of those old those old dark arch, uh, little niche <laughs> things in the scrum. And then, you know, you fast forward a year later, I end up in the championship. And, I again, the packs in the championship at the time when I was playing were heavier than the packs in the prem. I mean, you've got guys wow. that you're going up against that were 
290, 300 pounds. And I'm sitting there all 245 pounds of me going, well, better just dig in. <laughs> Don't break my neck. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, those, those things really, I think, shaped my game scrummaging wise. And that's really what helped me out uh, in that sense of it. And then obviously like the skills, like I always, me and Ryan talk about like our first motion, when I grab a ball, I want to throw it overhand. I threw ba- I played baseball. I played, <laughs> you know, football. These guys, they grab a ball and they pass it like it's nothing. Like I could play catch, you know, with my with my dad or my brother with my eyes closed because it's just what we did naturally. Or I could grab a football or baseball and throw it, no problem. But a rugby ball, it took me a long time to learn how to pass, both left and right-handed. You right. know, so seeing how those guys could just, you know, just on a whim, right? It was just so it became it was just so easy and organic. For them to do so and so i guess it really kind of made me hone in more on my skill set and uh in that in that regard but i mean the biggest takeaway was for sure the scrummaging right ron you spent time in new zealand is that correct yeah yeah um i did uh a season in wales, wales yeah. and then a season um like kind of a season and a half in new zealand for me that was that experience um you know to wales was my first same same as dino wales was my first club rugby <laughs> experience and all the same things dino said you got the, the photos on the wall and the history and the songs yeah. and yes uh, way too much way too much beer but <laughs> for me um uh, it was it was that I had never been into a rugby clubhouse before oh, wow. and seen and and it's one of the things that and I know um, teams have been you know trying to do it club rugby teams here in the states have been trying to do it for years and um, San Francisco Golden Gate was one of those teams that had a clubhouse you had you know you got photos of guys who used to play there you have photos of guys who graduated on and um, you know I, I know it's difficult for 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 people to get a clubhouse here get a field and I know guys have been trying to do it for years and it's an, incre- an increasingly uphill battle with city parks and stuff like that. But um, I, I think I, I don't know the answer to this, but I, I think for rugby in America, we need to continue to try and figure out what that looks like for us. Yeah. Um, to, to have a place where photos are up on a wall and, you know, nowadays it's like an Instagram account, right? Yeah. But um, I, ju- I just think it's uh, it's so powerful for a kid to to walk in and, and when you see, and obviously with these professional teams we have that, right? But you can walk in the room and you can see, hey, here's a guy who played here 10 years ago and he's gone, but his photo's still up on the wall. The legacy still lives on. Yeah. Um, that to me was extremely moving and extremely powerful, um, along with having to consume more alcohol than I ever will in my entire life ever again. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it put, it put some hair on my chest it helped me grow up and it showed me, uh, like, you know, Dino said, it showed me a different, um, different side of rugby, of rich tradition and culture and history that, um, you know, really, really sold me on on that I was I was doing the right thing I'm in the right game you know when I first invited you guys on this I think I said 30 or 40 minutes but can I get 10 more minutes out of you guys I'm here five hours you, Bill Dino's, Dino's got his 44 ounce thirst quencher. His feet are kicked up. He's got the spitter on the side. Oh, no. Babies are babies are in some sort of play pout. Oh man, I might. Babies are in some sort of play. I might have thrown chew in for this. I might have done that, but I'm I'm recovering from surgery, so I'm not being I'm not being a degenerate here, right, man? Smart man. All right. Well, you just sounded comfortable. You sounded relaxed. I'm always so relaxed. Just, I'm on here. One would assume. I'm on, the, I'm, on the, I'm on the chat with Big Bill and Ryan Mattias. Ryan and Ryan. I can't, I'm in a happy place here. Come on now, my guy. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that, Dino. Um, the Lion and Mean Dean. What's going on here? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourselves. Uh, I, what, I, what, I, what I mean, uh, when you uh, – when you're when you have like a thirty something hour travel day <laughs> and you're rolling into the hotel, it's like stupid o'clock at night. Everyone's delirious and people are just talking because you have to stay awake because you want to try and adjust your body clock. And you just things just start getting flown around, flung around. Maybe you're on your third week in uh, in South America and you're just you know you're just throwing things around, card games. I mean. There's all there's all sorts of stuff, but I I, I, I couldn't quite put my uh, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but maybe Dino has a better answer than that. The mean Dean, <laughs> then the Ryan the Lion. Yeah, I mean I just I don't know 
nicknames just come out of nowhere. You'll be yeah. sitting there on the pitch, and you'll say, oh, that's a good one, Mean Dean, or oh, chill, Mean Dean, or oh, there he is, Brian the uh-huh. Lion. And it's just, I mean, <laughs> nicknames get creative. I mean, they get created out of nothing. I mean, you just, I mean, some of them are, you know, some of them have some stories to it, but I think just Mean Dean and Ryan the Lion just came up, like I said, car games. <laughs> probably and you know i mean <laughs> butcher yeah you're probably tor- you're probably torching me at torch torching me at rummy <laughs> and then that, that's probably where that came from he might have what a he game rummy he might have had a oh rummy we play rummy yeah but it was like it was like it was like cam dolan rummy and it was like the scene from big daddy it was like i win <laughs> like, no matter what you did cam dolan won it's just like wait hold on a second like no, no that's fine. it's like wait hold on how is no, that a no, fine no. well you said you didn't say it was a fine so it it is no the best we play we play this game called creek right it's a game of suits and trumps and we play with butcher dylan fawcett myself cam dolan will mcgee and uh who else would be and bryce campbell would all be in there and you'd have some just ridiculous things that would happen during this game because if you they call like if you read naked you play the wrong card when it's done you try to trick people off but when it came to rummy dolan just had these rules and dolan knew all the rules (laughs) Right, and so by the end of the game, you're sitting there, you're looking at your, you're looking at your points, going, "How do I have 150 fines?" Dolan goes, "I kept track." You're like, "Oh, did you not? <laughs> you really kept track there?" So I mean, old Scram Dolan, yeah, there he is, or Scam Dolan. Dolan. Scam Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. Oh, uh, nicknames, uh, you know, guys. What, what's what has been some of the best nicknames on the squad, on the Eagle squad? <laughs> Uh, or, or some you can. This is a uh, family show, so be careful. <laughs> yeah, no. Remember, remember, remember when uh, uh, Phil Greening uh, was called, we had Big Nate and Little Nate, and he would always he would always refer he would have that thick, thick British accent, bro. He just like, oh, Little Nate go up there. Little Nate does a job. He'd be in the back of this. I'm not that damn little. He's like, <laughs> he'd be getting so he'd be getting so upset. Yeah, that's, little Nate. That's probably that's probably one of the last things you want to yeah. do when you're talking about Nate Nate Augsburg. He yeah, that's that's a that's a one way ticket yeah, to get uh, Nate Augsburg dropped. Nate Augsburg is little little Nate, and then you had Nate uh, Brakeley, which is Big Nate. And so you know he'd call Little Nate, and I could just see you'd look at Nate Augsburg. He'd be like. I don't think he likes the name Little Nate too much, boys. But you had Will, so you had Will McGee, Mud Guts. Yeah, that was Mud Guts, Bootstrap Bill, Bootstrap Bill, uh, <laughs> Bill the uh, uh, dr- uh, Bill the Drill, uh, Curry Dog, Tony um, Lamborn. Curry Dog. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Obviously, yeah, got, Dog Dog. Yeah, Dog Dog, and then yeah. you obviously the Butcher, Bobby Dice, Bobby Dice, and Bobby Dice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Butcher. Butcher yeah, self. Butcher's one of the best. Knows the butcher, yeah, yeah, but that's self. That's Everyone self-made. Knows that. The Butcher, self-made. Oh really? You can't do that. Oh, yeah. oh that's, self, that's self-made. Self that's against made. the rules. Oh, Dino. <laughs> okay, so impersonations. Brian Battius could do the best impersonations. He could impersonate. No. Hey, oh, hey, yeah, come could, on, man. Come the, on. You could do the butcher. You could do them all. <laughs> oh, you could do the best impersonations for us. Uh, oh, we're ready. I'm waiting. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, it's 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 a, it's a, it's situational. It's time and place. It's it time is, and it place. Is. But I, yeah, yeah. it's gotta be right there in the moment. Right in the yeah. moment. Oh, we had, some good, we had some good. We had some good coach impersonations on tour. Oh, we had oh, I some bet. good ones there. So, I bet. Yeah. Um, what was? Uh, yeah, you got Scram Dolan, uh, Scam Dolan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. T- what was? Who? Who else? Uh, well, Nate Brakely, RoboCop. RoboCop is right because <laughs> he, he ran like a robot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to think something for AJ. He, yeah. he seems to run like a robot Again? as well. McGenty? Oh gosh, McGenty. Yeah. Edge. Uh Mac Mac Max Mac Stallion. Yeah. Remember when the video came out when he was returning and they uh played Return of the Mac and they cropped his face in for the video? <laughs> yeah, that was oh, great. My that gosh. was class. Wow. I, so I I uh I, I I have I still have my old college rugby jacket and on the on the arm it says Captain and then my nickname. And uh my nickname in college was was Bildo, um, for well, let's just say leave it at that. Yeah. And my daughters. Baggins. Yes, and my daughters who are in college now. <laughs> go to, Lord right, exactly. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, they see the jacket and they go, "What is that?" <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I used to be proud of. I used to be proud of that nickname. <laughs> Many moons like, ago, darling. Many moons yes. ago. <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the nickname that Blaine Scully gave me. The Winnebago. 
Ah, uh, yeah. The Winnebago. Nice. Yeah. He gave me the Winnebago because he said I never got out of third gear. <laughs> but, but, but the thing about the Winnebago was it stayed loyal. It was faithful and loyal to you. That baby would go. That's it wouldn't right. quit on you. It'd keep going. It was the most consistent right. baby. She'd go through. She'd go through the thick of it. The big O. That's right. Yep, they called it the big right. O. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, so I got a serious question for you guys, or or an opinion I want to get out of you too, okay? Because I'm gonna I want to bring down. Just we're having too much fun. Um, and I know what you're gonna say, because you know I'm sure you're, you're friends with him, and and I love him as a player, whatever else. But what are your thoughts on 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 Lavastatelli playing with Samoa right now? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. I think uh, it's tough, yeah. right? Because the I think the way the um, previous coaching staff and him, I, I don't, I think, I, I don't think it was a, in a matter of USA rugby itself. Mm-hmm. It may have been, um, you know, again, personnel yeah. driven at that point and how things had played out at that time, you know, and then obviously the, the ability to play at a world cup. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, that's in, that's incredibly special and that that's something that um you know tt has sacrificed a lot Mm -hmm. and he's given a lot to the sport and to the game and um you know as 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 difficult as it might be at the end of the day man like i i I can't fault him uh for needing to provide for his family and and representing you know i mean uh, uh, providing for his family you know financially but then also representing his family um, because he is uh, his family is from Samoa. Right. I mean, he was right. he was you know raised in the U.S. and everything, but um, having that ability to represent that that nation um, where his ancestors are from is incredibly special. And I, I obviously being an Eagles fan and being an Eagle and have played with TT and stuff, it's it's you're like you see it, you're like oh man, like dang. Yeah. But at the same time. You know the, the the rules are the rules, and uh, as I've always said, you know, just just like when um, in 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 two thousand and you know two thousand and nineteen, the it was said that they're only going to select players who are playing in the MLR to the World Cup, and that didn't happen. Oh. You know, the, there's no there's no fault to the players in that. It's 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 the it's organization. So um, at the end of the day, players need to do whatever they can do given the opportunity. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault him for anything. But I mean, he's. I, I think Ryan said it pretty good. I mean, you know, you hadn't seen TT on tour uh, since when? 2019 was the last time he suited up for the USA at the World Cup. World Cup. And yeah. you know, yeah. So I think for him, he made. You know, he's again. I think grown men, grown men make grown men decisions, and you know, that's his right. That's his wrong. I don't fault him for anything. He's got to do like Ryan said. You know, you got a an opportunity to not only represent. Uh, you know yourself and your family and but again play for a nation that you know probably he holds uh dear and true to his heart you know and it comes up that could have been you know it could be his it could be his his dream right that he could have always wanted to play for Samoa, but it just never came until now um right and so uh you know that's I, i'm happy for the guy um i played with tt as well played alongside him he's taught me a lot and i'm very happy for him i hope he goes well and i hope he has a good world cup and I hope him and his family are happy and healthy. Scott Lawrence was on this um, show a week or two ago. He did say we've got Scotland next year and the possibility of 11 to 13 tests. That's that's a great direction. I mean, have we played 11 in one year in a long time? How long has it been? 2018, probably. Has it been that long? 2019, probably. That's the right direction. I mean, that's that's what we need. We need more of these test matches. Uh, uh, so, as a union, let me ask you guys. I mean, uh, you're familiar with Scott Lawrence. Um, are we going in the right direction now? One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. He's uh, the the two times that I got to work with Scott in 2017 with John Mitchell, and then in 2018 on an a, uh, APC mm-hmm. tour. You know, he, he's one of the guys that I would re- put in one of my highest regards that I've, coaches have ever worked with is because he was honest. He was about his metrics. Um, if you did a job, then then fantastic. If you're, you know, you, if you're not doing the job, he's going to give you the direct feedback and let you know why you're not playing. Um, but he'll be straightforward with you and honest with you on the feedback and where you stand in his team. And as a player, that's really all you can ask for. 
Um, so I'm, I'm extremely excited, really, really like genuinely really excited about the direction that the program is moving because Scott's been an Eagle. He understands mm-hmm. the landscape. He understands American players. He knows, um, what our guys are, 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 they have to go through to, to play at this level, to make it at this level. And, um, you know, he, he understands how valuable each player is and, um, like I said, that that direct and honest communication and feedback is is you have someone with the ability to do that. Guys will follow them to the end of the road. They will freaking go to war for that guy. They will play out of their skin. Yeah. They will reach another level in their game that 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 wasn't possible if you didn't have a leader like that. And I am exp- I, I know that this that, that USA Rugby is in the right hands, moving in the right direction um, with Scott at the helm. Yeah, I mean that's that, it's perfectly well said. But it's also nice to see you know it's an American guy running this you know driving the ship. And I think that's yep. a huge thing for us as well. And I think Ryan really hits the hammer on the nail again with talking about a guy who's been through it, who's lived it, who understands it. Um, and Scott, and with his knowledge of the game, is just and it's, in, it's incredible. I mean, he has a, a wealth of knowledge on how to drive it, his idea, his game plan. You know, you saw it when he was at ATL. I mean, look what he did mm-hmm. with ATL for those times he was there. I mean, mm-hmm. they, he has this idea and, you know, he knows how to get there. Right. And yeah. and he knows how to get there with the troops that he has as well. And I and I really I've always I've always enjoyed when I played with Scott Sam with Ryan, I had him in two thousand seventeen uh on our tour when we were John Mitchell and Marty Veal and I enjoyed my time with him there. And then every time I see him after we play Atlanta, always had great conversation with him. He's a great guy. Uh and again I wish him and the USA Eagles nothing but the best going forward. And I think again, like Ryan said, it's is the right direction. Eleven test matches in a year. That's awesome. I mean, that's again for yeah. the guys that are yeah. for the guys that are getting ready for it and geared up because that's when we were doing. Like, I remember doing that when I was in England, playing my you know twenty five games for Scottish, and then going on my six week uh, tour for ARC, and then jumping on a four week summer tour, right, and then going back in the season and for another four game tour in November. So it's a haul. It's long. It's tough, but it's you know that's where you're going to make the most ground, getting the guys together as much as possible. And they've always talked about that. I know USA Rugby has mentioned that in our group meetings in the past uh, mm-hmm. about how we can find a way to get together. But a guy here living in America is an American, understands us American players. I think it's the perfect fit mm-hmm. and for the perfect timing as well. And, and and the landscape of the country too. He knows it really well. Yep. Uh, all right. One more question for you guys. Um Boxers or briefs? No, no, don't answer that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, legacy question. Okay. Um, uh, Dino, since you just finished, I'll go to you first. Uh, you know, how do you want fans and teammates to to remember you by? Uh, well, teammates, I'd want them to remember you by as just a guy who, who gave it all for them. Just a good, uh, just a good teammate, right? Yeah. Someone that you could ask, lean on, what, what rug, rugby related or not, right? Um, if you need something outside of the game, I'd be willing to help you out, you know, teammate or not. And for fans, uh, approachable, someone that was always willing to talk to you and, and give you the time of day and, 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 and be a part of the community in some way, shape, or form. Because, again, I think that's the really valuable aspect that rugby adds to the American game, to American culture, is that we're not really separated like, like most of the professional athletes are here in America. You know, we're very much in, intertwined in our communities, you know, with community outreaches and, and being really close with our fans and finding a way to integrate to those cities and those, in those communities is, uh, around us. And, um, you know, I, I'd like for those fans to think that is me. And then again, for my own personally thing is just a good father and a good husband. Per usual, Dino just took the words. Right <laughs> I, just, I mean, it's it's this is why Dino and I have always gotten along so well. Um, Dino's got a you know he's got a huge heart. He's genuine. Um, he gives his his time and his self to any given situation to anybody. You know, Dino will treat you know the the guy at the gas station the same way he'd treat you know a sponsor or a, a CEO. You know, nice. and I think that goes a really really long way. And um, you know, I've seen I've seen I've seen Dino and through thick and through thin and you know many countries and late nights and early mornings and he's the same person and uh, I, I just I, I hope to as well you know be be as genuine as that you know Dino's a guy who's always inspired me um, but to have a positive attitude and to work work as hard as he does and that's what I I'd, I'd, I'd hope um, the impression that I left is that I gave everything um, that I could 
uh, with every opportunity that I had and that I never um, left anyone, uh, you know, unread or unseen or unspoken to or didn't leave a, a hand unshook or a jersey unsigned. I, I, I definitely genuinely and, and thought about all of those moments and tried to give myself to those moments and tried not try to always remember I was once that kid in that stadium. And I was once asking for, for something to be signed or a handshake or trying to, you know, Hey, can I get a sock? Can I get your, you know, can I get your sweatband? Can I get a, you know, um, but I, uh, I, I hope that they also know that, that I'm, I'm not done giving back to rugby. I have a lot more to give and I'm going to continue to do what I can to, to give back uh, you're a good man ryan you're gonna make a good dad brother you're make a great dad <laughs> <laughs> thanks man Thank hey, hey ryan dino man this has been a lot of fun i i i, I we could go another two hours probably but uh, it's getting past my bedtime uh <laughs> but man it's been a blast guys thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about just everything we did the last hour man i really appreciate it oh absolutely man our pleasure and shout out to dave hodges love you Hodgie. Love you, Haji. <laughs> um, and 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 thank you and thank you, Bill, again for uh, for what you're doing for us, for for the game, for the sport. Um, Pleasure giving guys the opportunity to, uh, you know, show show a different side of themselves that you know people may never see, but also share these stories that are yeah. so important about rugby. And this is what makes us so much different from the other sports. And um, I always tell you this, man. Anytime you need anything from me. You got my number. Just give me a call because I, I appreciate what you're doing for this sport and for American rugby. Thanks, man. Can I get a sock? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, can have, you can have a whole – oh, things man, are getting cleared good. out. The rugby gear is getting consolidated. Oh, yeah. It is getting – it is, it is uh, getting don't, made don't – you know, we've got to make room for the baby stuff. Because your kids may want to hold on to it one day. That's what my wife made me do. I got a whole uh, – That's you, what I keep dude, saying. I, my wife is like – because I have the jersey. She's like, oh, like – She's like, hold on. She goes, our kids may want them. I'm like, all right. So I got <laughs> suited with jerseys. I'm just like, all right, whatever. Hold on to them. But yeah, Bill, same thing, man. I mean, appreciate you always, you know, Thank thinking you. of me and and you know, giving me a chance to speak and on your platform. It's been great. And over the years, talking to you about the game growing, and you know, you're doing your part on growing this game in other ways that you know some people aren't doing it. And you do it by the right way. And I've always enjoyed listening to your. Uh, listen to your uh, podcast and your talk Thanks, it's man. been great man so i appreciate you and again like ryan said you got my number anytime you yep. think you give me a hoot and a holler all right guys thank you so much love you man we'll uh we'll, we'll get in touch again soon cheers cheers thank you all thank right, you boys. cheers guys good night Cheers. Everyone else listening, thank you so much for tuning in for this last hour or so. If you're tuning into the podcast again, thank you so much for doing that. Go ahead and give it a follow, a like, a review, all that fun stuff. Good night, everybody. 